I'm so thankful for God. Just as I've been, he's been preparing my heart and preparing me for this message. It's just such a, a thankfulness and such a gratefulness to God. He's such a good father. And tonight is healing night. And um, so hopefully if you need healing, you're expecting to receive from God. If not, then by the end of this message, I believe that you'll expect and receive what he has for you. Um, The title of this message is, It Is His Will. So many people question, is healing the will of God? Is it the will of God today? Is it the will of God for my life? And I'm here to help you answer that question. It is his will. So let's get into the word. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 1, turn with me to Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. I'm cheating. I have my iPad, even though I have my Bible up here, but... Um, I'm going to read it from this, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. That's Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. And it says, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. The Knox translation, Jesus says, it is my will. You know, it's interesting, this man with leprosy, when he came to Jesus, he didn't say, "Um, I think you heal, Um, I think you have the power. He knew Jesus had the power to heal, but his question was, Will you do it for me? He didn't doubt that healing was there. I'm sure, you know, this person coming to him, I'm sure he heard about Jesus and how Jesus traveled all around and how Jesus laid hands on the sick and how people were getting healed. And he came to him and he said, if you're willing, you can heal me. He didn't say, if you're willing, can you heal me? He said, if you're willing, you can. And Jesus said, I will. And he did. It is the will of God for you to be healed. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, so just go one book over. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. It says, then Jesus went about all the cities Matthew 9, 35, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Every sickness, every disease. Every means every, right? Every sickness, every disease disease. So before you can have faith, a steadfast, a fixed, a firm, it's not moving. Nobody can talk you out of it. No thing that you see can sway you from the word of God. Before you can have that type of faith for healing in your body, you have to be rid of all uncertainty concerning God's will in the matter. You can't have faith if you don't believe 
that what you have faith for is something that God wants to give you. That's what your faith is built upon, you knowing God's will for your life. So exercising your faith cannot go beyond your knowledge of the revealed will of God. Right? Ignorance is costly, especially when it comes to the Word of God. You need to know what belongs to you and what God has for you. Before attempting to exercise faith for healing, you need to know what the scriptures plainly teach and that it's just as much God's will to heal your body as it is your soul. Just like salvation is the will of God, he sent Jesus, healing is the will of God. He didn't come just to heal your soul, but he came to heal your body. Amen? I'm going to keep repeating it because repetition helps to get in you. So if you keep healing, hearing it, then you'll know it is God's will for me, right? His promises are each a revelation of what God is eager to do for us. His promises are his will for us. And it's important that the mind of those seeking healing be renewed or brought into harmony with the mind of God. Pastor David was talking about this today, how important it is that you renew your mind to the Word of God. We live in this earth, so we see a lot of things going on. We, we deal with a lot of things in life, and it's important that we get in the Word and we renew our mind. We change our thinking. Isn't it cool that you don't have to... Um, be bombarded with the thoughts and the things of this world, and you don't have to keep those thoughts going on, but you can replace them with thoughts of life, thoughts of health, thoughts of healing, thoughts of prosperity, thoughts of um, success, thoughts of, of joy, thoughts of peace. Like, there is an answer, right? So it's important that we renew our mind to the Word, which means we have to meditate on the Word. We have to spend time in the Word. I'm moving over into my first point, but it's super important that you do those things. I've learned that when I spend time around um, people, you know, if you hang around people for a long time, you start acting like them, talking like them, you know, you have same things going on. That's why when you see people who are married for a long time, you ever notice that people who are married for a long time, they start to look like each other? It's really weird. Like you look and it's like, when did you guys start being twinsies, you know? They pick up on each other's mannerisms. They, they have their own sayings. They have their own inside jokes. They have their own things, you know? And that's the relationship that we can have with our Father God. We should look like Him, act like Him, talk like Him, smell like Him, walk like Him. Think like Him. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We need to know the will of God so that we know what to base our faith off of. So number one you can know the will of God. You can know. 
that right there should be encouraging. You can know the will of God. Proverbs 4, verse 20, in the New Living Translation. I'll give you time to turn there. If you don't have the New Living, you can follow along. And I forgot to give media my scriptures. I'm so sorry. But um, Proverbs 4, 20. New Living. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Now let's apply this passage of scripture to healing, okay? To, to you receiving healing, to you having an understanding of God's will for your life. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for it brings life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. How do you bring life and healing to your body? How do you bring life and healing to your body? By paying attention, listening carefully to the word of God. Spending time with him. The King James Version says, incline your ear. Listen intently. Listen carefully. Listen closely. Spend time with God. Get on in there. Get in his presence. Sit down with him. Hey, Father, what are the words you have for me today? What, do you, what, is li- what, is, what do I need today? What's going to bring life to my body? What's going to bring health to me? Show me your words, God. Time with him. And then when he speaks those words, and and as you're listening to those words, as you're meditating on the word, as you're spending time with him, that word gets into your heart. And when that word gets planted deep in your heart, it tells you to guard your heart. So when you spend time with him, you get the word, you get your, the word for healing, you get his promises, you, you get all of that information, you get peace, you get comfort from spending time with him, and then that word starts getting in your heart, you're guarding your heart, and then as you're putting that guard over your heart, you're guarding your heart with your words, so you're renewing your mind in his presence. You're getting his words. You're starting to think like him. You're starting to talk like him. Your heart's changing. It's getting planted in there. And then it tells you avoid perverse talk. You're listening to the word. You're getting that word in your heart. And don't uproot that word with negative talk. Don't go around speaking about your symptoms. I got this and I got that and this hurt and that hurt. And, uh, you know, I went to the doctor and this and oh, da, 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 da. How you doing today? Oh, well, let me tell you, girl. 
I went to church, and pastor was preaching this great word on healing and, and preaching on um, righteousness in Christ and who I am. And, oh, it was such a good word. But I went to the doctor today, and let me tell you what the doctor said. And the doctor said, blah, 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 Sorry. La, 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 la. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, we got to watch what we say, watch our words. It's really important. And then fix your eyes on what lies before you. Healing lies before you. And keep your eyes fixed on the promise. Don't turn away from it. Keep your eyes fixed. Incline your ear or listen intently to the word and not to your diagnosis or other people's opinions. People have a lot to say. Everybody is a WebMD doctor. They know everything about what's going on with you, and they're going to tell you everything about it. Did you know? But I will tell you this. If you're dealing with something in your body, you know, maybe you've gotten some kind of diagnosis or something is going on, and maybe you've taken some time to read about it, you know, to see what's up. But what you have to make sure that you don't do, you know, because we shouldn't be ignorant. We should know what's going on, but we should not feed more on WebMD and the diagnosis than we do on the Word. You take that diagnosis, you take the symptoms, and you find the Word and you put the Word to it. And you speak the word over those different things. Minister Linda's been talking about knowing your enemy and how important it is. But what's important is that you have to know that sickness is your enemy. And not a friend. So you can't go around saying, well, God gave me this because, you know, I was, I was bad. No. Our very bodies are designed to fight sickness. If you ever wondered if it's the will of God, if you look at your physical body, I mean, just from a natural standpoint, our bodies are made to fight disease and things that come against us. If I cut my hand, immediately all the platelets in my body go rush into that cut. They want to stop the bleeding on that, and they start working to bring about healing to my cut. We have this cool thing called an immune system. And I'm, I'm reading up on all this, and it was really amazing just how God designed our bodies and how things work. We have this immune system that immediately when some type of virus or something enters our body, they, there are these things called these, um, oh, I had to listen to Google to, to say it right, but anyway, cytos or whatever. Anyway, white blood cells are the key players in our immune system. They are made in your bone marrow and part of the lymphatic system. White blood cells move through blood and tissue throughout your body looking for foreign invaders, such as bacteria, viruses, pesticides, and fungi. And when they find them, they launch an immediate attack against them. You have things in your body that are constantly looking for things that don't belong in your body to immediately get them out of your body. So if your body does that naturally, thank you. <laughs> Preach my message. What about the God that created you? He created your body to do it. So that right there says it's his will for you to be healed. Why would he put 
put sickness on you and then tell your body, hey, blood cells, stop working over here because they're in timeout. He wouldn't do that. It is his will to heal you. Meditate on the word of God daily so that you can be certain that it is God's will to heal you. If you go throughout all the gospel scriptures, I want to challenge you to do this. This is my challenge as well. If you go throughout all the gospels, underline everywhere where it says healing, and it talks about Jesus healing. And I guarantee you'll not find one spot where it's Jesus told somebody, no, I won't heal you. Go through and underline. That's why it's important to read your Bible. Not listen to Pookie Nim, open up TikTok, and who's got the latest, greatest message, and what are they saying, and what do they think, and what does this preacher think, and da-da-da-da-da. Open your Bible. Stop listening to opinions. Read the Word. I mean, that's basic Christian 101. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you grow, grow, grow. What is it? Don't read your Bible, don't pray every day, and you shrink, shrink, shrink. Simple. Number two, Jesus is God's will in action. Follow Jesus. Jesus demonstrated God's will. In John 6, 38, it says, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. So Jesus wasn't running around going, um, God didn't want you healed, but I'm going to heal you anyway. No, he got up every, every, every day, he spent time with his father, and he went and did the things that his father wanted him to do. He said, I didn't come to do my own will, but I came to do the will of the father. So what you see Jesus do is the will of God. And as we said in the beginning, he went about healing every sickness and every disease. In Matthew 8, 1 through 3, again, he says, it is his will. When that leper came, he said, yes, it is my will to heal you. Jesus settled that question for that leper once and for all. And like I said, he didn't question if the power was there, but he wanted to know if it was for him. And Jesus let him know, yes, it was his will to heal him. From Genesis to Revelation, we can see it is God's will to set people free. He did it all throughout the Bible. And Jesus' healing is a fulfillment of God's promise to us. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 most of these are New Living Translation. Matthew 8, verse 16. It says, That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This was fulfilled 
This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Jesus was a fulfillment of a promise to God to us. And number three, healing belongs to you. As a child of God, healing is your bread. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. We're children of the most high God, and he has such good things for us. And healing is one of those good things that was provided for us by Jesus, by what he did on the cross. By his stripes, we were healed. We know the will of God. We study the word. We see Jesus was the will of God in action. And now we can see from the word that healing belongs to us as a child of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. We're going to read about the faith of a Gentile woman. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 21. It says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all of her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. She knew something about Jesus. She knew something that she said... Now, that's the kind of person I want to be. You can't have this, but hey, just give me a little, just give me a little drop. That's all I need. It's all I need to work with, God. Her faith was so strong. Her trust in God was so strong. She didn't let anything stop her from getting what she needed. And Jesus commented, what great faith, what steadfast, steady, firm, unshakable, unmovable faith she had. Healing is the children's bread. If healing is the children's bread, and if you are born again, healing is your bread. These are Jesus' own words. Therefore, healing belongs to you right now. Just receive what belongs to you. You. Let's say it out loud. Say, healing, healing. Belongs, to me. belongs to me. It is, it is. my daily bread. Daily bread. Healing, healing belongs to me. Belongs to me. It, is it is my daily bread. Daily bread. Speak the word daily. 
over yourself. It's not, it's, it doesn't do you any good to just, you know, read the word and just know it and have it in your head, but you need to speak it out of your mouth. The word will work for you. It will. Healing is your family right because you're a child of God. Healing is your legal right because you have a covenant with God, which was sealed by the blood of Jesus. And healing is your redemptive right. It was included in God's plan of redemption through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So it's your family right, it's your legal right, and it's your redemptive right. And it's his will for your life. I want to close with this uh, story. We're going to pray for those who need healing. Um, I was driving the other day um, through um, Desert Shores. Anybody ever drive through there? And there's ducks all around. So I'm driving, and then I come up to this street, and when I turn right on this street, it was like quiet, 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 and then I turn, and it was this really busy street. And as I was driving, there were these ducks, like, in the gutter. Like, there was, you ever see, like, in the gutter, there's not very much water in the gutter. I mean, it's Las Vegas, so, you know, <laughs> randomly there was some water in the gutter. And, I mean, these ducks were like, you know, I'm driving, I'm like, what in the world are they doing in the gutter? And then as I'm driving a little bit more, I look to the left, and there's this huge pond over to the left, and all these ducks are flying, and you see all these little, you know, the ducks around and having and playing and whatever. And so God spoke to me in that moment. I love that he speaks to me in little things because I'm, I'm just that simple, you know. And he said, that's how a lot of Christians are. They stop short of what I have for them because they're, you know, you're, you're, you're so focused on what's in front of you, of, on life at this level, on things in the natural. You know, those ducks, if they would have just got up a little bit higher, they would have been able to see the big pond that was in front of them. And he said, if, if my people would just get up a little bit higher, get in their position, they can see the things that I have for them. If you're trying to find things from the Word of God, if you're trying to find His will, and you're on this level, you need to come up higher to your position as child of God, and you need to see things as He sees things. You need to see your healing, not be down here, and, and, and don't stop short of what He has for you. Keep confessing the word. Keep standing on the word. Keep trusting in God. Keep believing God. Let him get that word deep in your heart. Let him help you to, to grow your faith. Get a strong faith, a strong foundation so that you can come up higher and you can stand and you can see his will for your life. Get out of the gutter. You don't have to be a gutter living Christian. There's a huge pond of blessing that God has for you. If they just would have gone a few more feet, they would have been there. Don't stop short of what God has for you. 
Don't be like those ducks chilling in the gutter. <laughs> Speak the word, which is the will of God. Meditating on and speaking the word will help you maintain your focus. Your faith should have a voice. Your feelings will eventually catch up with your faith decisions if you keep on speaking faith. Keep on speaking faith. Don't focus on what's in front of you. Keep on speaking faith, even when it's challenging, even when it's hard. Maybe you've been in pain. Maybe you've been, you know, just in a, 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 a struggle. Keep speaking the word. Keep spending time with God. There will be resistance to your faith, but keep speaking the word. Stay in faith until you receive the promise and don't stop short of it. Some of you, it's right there. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't let go. And I know specifically we've been talking about healing tonight, but this, these same principles apply to getting the will of God for your life and the things that he's promised you. It's not just for healing. Maybe you need finances or, you know, maybe that you need wisdom or, you know, different things that you may need. If you take these same principles and you apply them, Incline your ears, spend time with the word, listen intently to him, allow that word to get into your heart, guard your heart. Don't speak evil words or don't speak negative words and stay focused on the path that's set before you and you'll receive what God has for you. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified Bible says, now faith is the assurance the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Have faith. Trust God. Believe that it is his will for you to be healed. And I encourage you, stay in the word until you are firmly set so that no matter what comes against you, you can stand and you can say out of all of your heart, it is God's will for me to be healed and I receive that in my body And keep saying it, 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 and then keep saying it, and then say it some more, and then keep saying it. Because you'd be surprised how when you stop saying it, how quickly you roll over into your old mind and your old thinking and your old ways. So it tells me that if I need this word daily and if I need to keep saying it daily, that means if I don't say it daily, then I'm going to think contrary to the word and then I'm going to have to get up and I'm going to have to do it again. But daily, stay on it. 
just like you brush your teeth, just like you comb your hair, just like you go about your daily life. Make sure that the Word is a priority in your life and that you're saying something every single day. Every day. Don't miss a day. Every day. Get God's word in your mouth and speak it out every single day.